Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chapter Tactics, where we go over tactics and strategies to help out both new and veteran players alike. I am your host, Magic Usefly, also known as Matt. With me today, we have a couple of guests here. Uh, but first and foremost, let's go over our regular co-hosts, the very, very pretty, but not handsome, Demeki. Hey, guys. And gals. Yeah. I hey, see, everybody. I see that you're rocking Reese's uh, uh, shirt. But no, just like Reese the- <laughs> wears the one with the good guys. I, well, I'm not going to lie. I saw Reese wearing the shirt. I Googled it. I was like, I want that shirt. Mm-hmm. But then I saw the bad guy version. And you're like, I want that one. And I want that one. And then I was like, oh, I don't have to get white. I can get hot pink. Sold. It's very slimming on you. Thanks. I like pink. Pink's a nice color. It's very ugly on you. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. All right, now I'm taking off my shirt. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. TOS, TOS. Uh, We also have the very, uh, the very uh, uh, old, (laughs) but young at heart, John P. Hey, what's up, guys? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm also wearing pink today. Um, Mine's more of a faded pink um, Mm -hmm. for people that are listening on Spotify or whatever. Yeah, it's a nice. Faded pink, it's very, uh, it's very not weird. as bright, um, salmony as yeah. Matt's mentioning. Um, yeah, but we we got pink boys over here. Yeah, yeah. pink boys. Uh, we are people that uh, you guys can usually catch at youtube.com forward slash dice check, uh, where we play 40k and all types of other tabletop stuff, uh, but mostly 40k and stuff. And with us today, we have some very special guests. We have Malice, who is the community leader of the Warhammer. Tabletop Simulator Discord. Hi. How are you guys doing today? Is that That's it? That's all you got? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. Um, hello, my fellow war gamers. <laughs> it is me, Alice, Alice, and I'm here to take you on a journey for the Tabletop Simulator stuff. Nice. That, that That's better. That, you know what? That's better than these two, than these two other guys here. <laughs> These guys are chumps. And then we also have Aladarius, who is also a mod, uh, TO, and judge for Alpha League for the Warhammer 40K TTS Discord. Hey, Matt. Great to be here today and happy to talk about it. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. That's the intros that I like. Woohoo. You you guys are fired. I didn't even take notes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So today we're talking about Tabletop Simulator and why it should be in your arsenal for preparing to go to an event and using it as a way to get better at the game. This is a very, very jam-packed, knowledgeable episode, uh, and we have some of the best people that can possibly talk about it. Uh, these guys, they host so many events, and they have one of the largest, if not the largest, uh, 40K TTS Discord uh, available on the internet. Is that right, guys? We are bigger than the Warhammer 40K Discord. Ooh. Oh, wow. How, wow. How, how many people do you okay, got? Okay, okay, okay. How, how, how many people? How We're many pretty people? big, guys. We're yeah, pretty yeah, big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how many people do you guys <laughs> have on the on the, on the the Discord? What was that? How many people do you guys have on the Discord? Oh, um, right now we have about 40,000, uh, 45,000. <laughs> 40,000, Warhammer 40,000. <laughs> <laughs> actually, yeah, we, we did do a little celebration for that. But we actually had two pruning accidents, so we're down about 15K members. But, you know, yeah. we've continued mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and grown. That's, that's a huge server. Yeah, that's pretty good. That, dude, that rivals my main server, the Carp Crew server. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because the Carp Crew server is, like, at 40K. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> Ha-ha. Yeah, so you guys can definitely see that uh, the community for Tabletop Simulator is pretty massive uh but before we go into the rest of the topics here we do have some news uh warhammer plus preview launches tomorrow or today if you're listening to the podcast right now uh it launches today don't know what to expect out of that one mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm hoping that maybe it's good um and i'm hoping that's not just a patreon link uh to <laughs> to to their only fans <laughs> or something uh yeah. So, you know, uh, th- there's some cool stuff in there. If I can just support the people that do a start A's and all that stuff, then yeah, I guess, you know, um, but hopefully it comes out really well. Also, Age of Sigmar 3.0 officially came out today. Uh, or not today, last week, I think. Uh, well, we, pre-order. Yeah, the pre-order for it. Uh, Dominion box set, which yep. we purchased, yeah. uh, is coming in soon. So that's very exciting for all you people that are into Age of Sigmar. Get hyped up because uh, I've heard nothing but good news about the launch of Age of Sigmar 
3.0. Dude, they hyped they hyped Age of Sigmar. I, I feel like they hyped Age of Sigmar 3.0 more than they did ninth. That is not true. I maybe maybe it was just different because like things are starting to open up back up now, or yeah. like maybe we're more accustomed yeah. to like all the the places that I could go to. Yeah, or it could also just be like recency bias, you know. Like yeah. If you go if you go on Warhammer Community right now, every article is um, Age of Sigmar related. I'm sure, yeah. like, well, they've been uh, working on it for a long time. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. If, like, if you if you went back uh, on Warhammer Community back when Ninth was released, it was probably more or less the same treatment. Um, Mm-hmm. We just didn't realize it. Yeah, they got they got some cool models too. Oh, oh yeah, for oh, yeah. for for Age of Sigmar. Oh yeah, like a lot oh, of oh, new cool yeah. models. Well, that's where all their cool models are at right now, because <laughs> they've been working on it for such a long time. And now now that uh, Age of Sigmar the launch is done, I think that some of the people that were doing the molds and all the stuff for Age of Sigmar are going to start coming back over to 40k. Ooh. So that'll be interesting. Do you guys play Age of Sigmar? Mouse or Al? Or uh, I have played Age of Sigmar and I I really enjoyed it. Uh, me personally, and I'm all about Age of Sigmar in the sense that um, I would definitely pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason for that is because of the way that they handle their rules. I think that they handle the rules and the way that they um, put that out there for people and, you know, update us. They do it infinitely better on Age of Sigmar than 40K, but that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to bash anybody, but yeah. I'm excited about this ninth edition. For sure. Or, I'm sorry, not Nathan. Is it the, 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 third, the edition. third edition? Yeah, yeah, 3.0. Third. Yeah. 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 Cool. Uh, personally, I don't play any Sigmar. I don't only have the budget for one game. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's got a very interesting aesthetic, and I'd be probably interested to start picking it up a little bit. I think this community is just a little bit smaller online, so oh, yeah. it's a bit more difficult, but it certainly does exist. Yeah, yeah. Once, uh, dude, Age of Sigmar, once people yeah, start people. making more content about Age of Sigmar, oh, this is going to be... It's going to be pretty up there because those models are really sick. Yeah. Um, now, going over to some information that some of us might not know, we got Demeki here giving us a did you know, some lore facts that we do every single week here at Chapter Tactics. What the heck? Hold on. Why do heck? Okay. Yeah. Did you so know? we have a did you know from Demeki here. Demeki, take it away. All right. So, for the Did You Know Today, I decided to talk about Death Guard and how they became to be chaos, the chaos-driven Nurgle Death Guard. Death Guard, known as the 14th Legion, were the strongest and most resilient of all the Emperor's Legions, their primarch being Mortarian, the Pale King. For some time, they fought with distinction and were nearly indistinguishable from the other Space Marine Legions. Mortarian's warriors were always at the center of battle line. Their strength and determination, the inheritance of their Primarch, making them the unbreakable core of any Imperial conquest. When the heresy occurred and plunged the galaxy into civil war, the warriors of the Death Guard found themselves stuck in the warp and assailed by the warp-borne plagues, so virulent and not even their legendary resilience could withstand them. Soon... The entire legion was consumed by a sickness that bloated their bellies with gas, caused flesh to slow from their bodies, and made them the strongest and toughest of these warriors into crippled wretches assailed by delirium. Whether the Primarch was already damned or whether he made his pact in some state of fever, he must have screamed out for deliverance, as and his call was answered, when finally... The Death Guard's legion's fleet emerged from the warp. Its vessels and its warriors were entirely changed. Their once glooming white and gray armor was stained with filth, and noble warriors were transformed into walking hives of death and abomination. Worse still, the Plague Marines of the Death Guard were now hosts of the most virulent afflictions with their new patron, the Plague God Nurgle, could concoct. Condemned to a deathless state of decay, the Death Guard would spread their disease throughout the galaxy in the name of chaos. 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 I blame Typhus. It honestly is Typhus' fault. He kind of condemned them all when they went into the warp. He was waiting for it. <laughs> but yeah, that is the, the story of Death Guard. You know, as much as I think that Death Guard is cool, yeah. 
God, they look ugly. <laughs> like, they just, That's the point. Dude, they are just disgusting looking when I see them, man. I My favorite part about Death Guard, though, is, is actually just Nurgle in general, are the Nurglings. Uh, they are just so uh, devious and and just they look so happy all the time. But they're so devious that, like, they, they just remind me of the Gremlins. Yeah, they're, they're just like seen the sassy one, the sass, the sassy. Yeah, one. the sassy one. Yeah, yeah, the one with, and then the one with the the plague champion. That's the sassy one, right? With the helmet. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just I love the aesthetic of the army. I collect them, so like, one of my favorite models in the unit are the Death Shroud Terminators. Those things look so beast. They they do look cool. Yeah, I uh, I, I think it, for me, it's when I see the Poxwalkers and Nurgle. Just just like just Nurgle in general. Just the great unclean one. The great unclean one. Just oh. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, it's Big even boy. worse when you see the great clean one. The great clean one. <laughs> <That's just not laughs> He's so smooth, yeah. like a baby's bottom. Uh, all right, so going on from there, we have some hype stuff from John P. Want to talk about what we're talking, you know, what we want to do. There we go. Segway. Yeah, 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 yeah there we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so today on Hype Man, Hype Man, I'm um, talking about upcoming FLG events to be excited about. So um, we've got a bunch. Um, I would say about eight. It looks like eight. Yeah, eight coming up this year. First things first, uh, the closest one coming is the Lone Star Open in July. Um, registration for that was in back in April. Um, it was probably too late, but you can get excited for uh, tournament results for that one. After that, we have the Las Vegas Team Tournament uh, in September. That That one also, yeah, that one's gonna be hype. Uh, Registration for that, I would guess, is also closed. Um, I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, After that, Las Vegas Open in January 2022. That one, I that one sold out. That one sold out. LVL sold out. Yep. Uh, That one's probably one the biggest one Mm -hmm. um, of the FLG events. After that, we have let's see, SoCal Open in. Sunny San Diego, California. Yeah, yep. boy, that's the one that we're going to be going to. Yep. Yeah, I'm surprised that the tickets haven't gone on sale yet. Registration for that one, believe it or not, opens in July. Oh, yeah, nice. Coming soon. So uh, if you're looking to go to the SoCal Open, October 23rd to 24th, registration opens in July. Check it out on FrontlineGaming.org. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. And last but not least, for the year 2021, we have the New Orleans Open, December 10th to the 12th. Registration for that one opens in August. Yeah, and these tickets are selling out fast too, dude. Just because like these are the events that people have been waiting for. Yeah, they're selling like hotcakes. I yeah. think I think even the GW ones are selling out quickly because they mm-hmm. even put up another email the other day that I got a not- notification for. They yeah. were like, "Buy your tickets now because they're gonna sell, sell out." out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's kind of lame. Like all those events are like on the East Coast. Yeah, I know. It's lame. Why, why can't we have one in? On, on the West Coast? On the yeah. West, yeah. We, we do. What? We do. It's well, I mean, the SoCal we, Open. Yeah, I'm hyped for the SoCal <laughs> Open. I'm just like, I want some more events, man. Yeah. yeah. More events. What else we got here, John P? Uh, in addition to those IRL events, we have an online event that uh, per- pertains kind of to the topic today. It's a TTS event, actually. Excuse me. Um, so coming up soon, at the beginning of uh, July, we have Warp Wanderers Season 2 RTT, TTS Tournament, hosted by Justinian, Ace Bar, and others. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to be an online TTS tournament, obviously, uh, with a bunch of uh, influencers uh, in the Warhammer uh, 40k community. You'll see guys like Aspect Tactics. You'll see guys like Almost Pro Gaming. You'll see a bunch of Goonhammer authors. And you will see some guy named John P. participating in that tournament. Yeah. So uh, if you're interested in following along and um, I guess with that RTT, uh, just go ahead and just look up Warp Wanderers and you'll find the socials. Warp Wanderers on Instagram, Warp Wanderers on Twitch, and Warp Wanderers on Twitter. Yeah. That, I remember the first season that they did. Uh, I was in it. Yeah. Uh, they paired me up against Auspex Tactics, uh, a pro player in Australia, and uh, um, almost pro gaming. <laughs> nice. Man, I got my booty handed to me. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it was crazy. Uh, I, I, I beat the guy from Australia, but like almost pro and um, Auspex just like handed me, just handed me L's. Uh, 
it was so funny playing against Auspex because literally it's just how he talks in his videos is how he plays the game. So, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, he, he provided a PowerPoint spreadsheet for me and everything. <laughs> while All we're right. Playing, so. so I'm going to be rolling 20 dice now. Yeah. Next, slide, next slide, please. Next slide. <laughs> yeah, next slide. Next slide. <laughs> That's um, funny. Yeah. Well, uh, also, we have uh, Alpha League for uh -huh. the yes. uh, 40K TTS Discord. You guys want to talk about that one? Yeah. Um, so, I think, Miles, I'll go ahead and talk about it. Sure. So Alpha League, we are hosting our eighth season now. So it is a online TTS event where anyone is open to join. Signups started about a week ago, and they last up until July 6th. So if you just want to hop in the server and ping any mod to just give you an alpha tag, I don't even think you need the tag, but registrations are open. So if you're interested in joining, feel free and join. Feel free to join. Last season for season seven, we had about 140 players. So a pretty decently sized event for anyone that wants to join. Heck yeah, dude. And the TTS Discord is huge. You'll go in there, like you can go in there at any time of the day and pick up a game. And uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty gnarly. Uh, how, how much, uh, how, how many people are active on that discord? Um, so that's pretty much it before we move on to the main topic. Just want to say that this show is brought to you by frontlinegaming.org where you can get amazing game mats for not just your 40 K games, but almost any tabletop game out there, purchase miniatures at a discount and join some of the largest 40 K events in the industry. They also have the largest 40 K podcasting network in the business with shows like signals from the frontline. Chapter Tactics, which is what you're listening to right now, 40K Game Changers, 40K Stats Center, Grim After Dark, and so much more. That's FrontlineGaming.org, or you can click on the link in the description of this podcast on all the social media goodies. Now, Val is the head of, uh, of, uh, um, of the network, working so hard. He's putting in so much work, uh, just doing such a great job, has so many uh, shows coming out of the woodwork, so that's very exciting. Go give them all a listen. They're great people. Now, moving on to the actual topic for today. Let's get into this. Everybody close your eyes while I spin you guys a tale of this episode of Chapter Tactics. Tabletop Simulator isn't just a great... Wait, I messed that up. Keep your eyes closed. <laughs> Tabletop Simulator isn't a great replacement for 40K, but it gets the job done when you don't have any means of playing with people IRL. Whether your place is in lockdown, you can't schedule a game with other people in your area, or it's just hard to find someone to play against, how can you use Tabletop Simulator as a way to make yourself a better player? And is it the way of the future when it comes to training? Yeah, boy. Now, I know that there's some people listening to this podcast... And they have a big question on their on their minds. What the heck is Tabletop Simulator? <laughs> <laughs> so how about, uh, and I know that Demeki doesn't play TTS. He doesn't play Tabletop Simulator very much. Well, I I, I played it in the, yeah, well, I haven't played it for Warhammer. But in the past, like, we've played it for, like, other tabletop games. Mm -hmm. uh, but, like, every time that I've played Warhammer, I've struggled with uh, some of the uh, quality of life improvements for that version of the game, that side of the game. Um, but uh, Tabletop Simulator, if uh, you want to play a good game of, like, Chinese checkers or, like, uh, <laughs> chess, you know, you, you, and you want to do it with your play, VR play headset. Play some root. You know, yeah, 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 you know, you know, know a little root. Some you know, clank. Some, yeah, some clank. clank. Nah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Clank. Clank on TTS. Mm. Ah, yeah. oh, dude, chef's it's, kiss. It's so nice on TTS. I yeah. love clank. Because they keep, they take care of all the upkeep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, how about we have Malice and Allie. Tell us about Tabletop Simulator and what goes on there with 40K. I don't know, Allie, do you want to start this off? or? Yeah, sure. So, Tabletop Simulator, uh, just in general, it's an independent video game by Berserk Studios on Steam that allows you to play really any tabletop game you want. It can be things like Family Games, Settlers of Tom, Monopoly. You guys mentioned Clank, Root. And you have Gloomhaven in the background. You can also just do things like Dungeons and Dragons or, of course, for, uh, Warhammer 40K. So very flexible program and a lot you can do with it. Now, in terms of Warhammer 40K, uh, Tabletop is divided into modules that you load up. And so certain uh, community creators will have created modules with all the models from an army. And other modules will have maps that you can 
arranged terrain or they often have preset terrain and objectives that you can play with. So it's really easy to just find models that you want, create an army, and then pour them onto a map and start rolling dice. Yeah, it's actually very easy once you get the hang of it. Um, it looks a little bit daunting. I know that, Demeki, you are a boomer, <laughs> so you don't understand how it works with all the technology and the TikToks and the Instagrammies. That <laughs> you can give me all that other stuff. I can I can figure that out. I mean, I am IT. I don't know what it is. Like everybody has their vice, right? Yeah. And tabletop simulator forty k is my vice. Mm -hmm. Like I can't I can't figure it out. Every time that I've tried to figure it out, I'm like, oh, I think I got this, yeah. and then I, I screwed something up. Yeah. Uh, John P and I play TTS a lot. Um, it's 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 a great resource, and I think that that's why I, we kind of came up with this topic is because of how much of a great resource uh, TTS actually is. And uh, these people here with us, they like I, like we've said before, they hold uh, the largest Discord when it comes to TTS. And so there, there's so many cool parallels that you can see between the online community of what Warhammer is like to the IRL community, right? So what I want to know is, like, how does your guys' event um, and, like, your guys' tournaments and stuff, how does that look compared to IRL events? Because now that things are opening up, you know, a lot of people, when they were uh, in lockdown, they were going on to TTS, right? And they were playing uh, uh, Warhammer 40K on TTS to get their Warhammer fixed because they couldn't do it IRL, right? So now that events are opening back up again, do you guys see any type of uh, uh, trends that you guys can find between the two? Yeah, so I think it's a little bit circular where right now most of the well-known events are still real-life events. So if you have mm -hmm. big tournament winners, that's going to certainly influence what people play online. And that being said, online is really the first place where people have an opportunity to do to do experimentation, to do testing, because you have access to every single model and all the rules. There is no cost barrier. So if you want to go to a full power optimized list, you're able to do that and prepare for real life events. And I think this is a topic that we'll touch on later. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's uh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so crazy, right? Because IRL, you know, you don't have access to things like Forge World. Right. Uh, or not, well, you do, but it, sometimes it can be hard to get your hands on it. Right. We were talking about Contemptor Dreadnoughts earlier and Volkite, uh, Volkite guns, you know, mm -hmm. um, it's hard to get that IRL. Yeah. But on TTS, you can get it, you know. Um, do you want to talk about that, John P, on how you can't get, get your Contemptors? Oh, yeah. Get all, you, of the, uh, all of the models. Yeah. You get, can get every single model known to man <laughs> <laughs> all with the click of a button. Yeah. And, and as long as you have the right files. Yeah, yeah, as long as you yeah, have the right yeah. files. But, like, it, it's so easy to set it up, and it, it's just so interesting because when you look at the IRL of 40K compared to the TTS version, right, the TTS version is, like, the uh, the unlocked version of 40K. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to worry about hobby leg. You don't have to worry about getting the models, where, you, where to get them from. You don't have to worry about shipping or anything like that. It's all right there. So you get, like, the full brunt of what a codex can do, especially when it first launches. Like for you guys, did you guys see a lot of, uh, you know, uh, Drakari when it was coming out? You know, I know that a lot of people when they went to tournaments and stuff, um, when the Drakari book came out, uh, you know, they had to get all their witches ready, all their liquefier guns ready and all that stuff. How, how was Drakari when the book came out, when it came to 40K on uh, TTS? Yeah, for sure. I oh, think that, yeah, I'm sorry. I, just, I think we're blowing a little bit through the subjects because like I have so much to talk about on this stuff. But yeah, um, generally speaking, yeah, like on the TTS uh, side of things over here, everybody's playing everything that just came out. Mm -hmm. right? right. Even rumors like, you know, the screenshots, screen caps. We're, we're, we're over here playing with that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Oh, so y'all are kind of like doing playtesting as, as, as before the stuff's even coming out. Like you're kind of out there trying to break things or not necessarily break, but, but By, test finding it out. the combos yeah. and like what's finding the, most, the most broken things. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. we're playing well before anybody else is uh, on the IRL side of things anyway. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so another thing is like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, can you tell I'm excited? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, another thing is that we, you know, compared to IRL games, right. You generally have time to play maybe, uh, a game or two you know 
um in tts you can blow through multiple games in a day like you oh, know, yeah. if you're if you're doing things really fast and we'll talk a little bit about that but you're going to be able to play a lot more games in the uh a lot of time that you have so you factor all that together i mean really you know <laughs> can you maybe you can figure out what what would be better for finding out what's the meta oh yeah definitely like the 40k on TTS is a great way to find what is meta and what's not meta, what works and what doesn't work. Because like you said, there, there's so many games that you can play. You don't have to do all this upkeep when uh, you load in a game of 40k on TTS, right? You know, you already have your map set up, you have your army set up, uh, you do deployment, and then you just start playing. It's, it's all very, very quick, right? So you can get that's through games another, so That's fast. an excellent top. Like that, that right there, it takes me... Me and my friend, it takes me about 30, okay, maybe that's a little too much. It takes me a good solid 20 minutes to prepare a board for oh, 40K. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Without it's a doubt. Same, it's the same it's, thing with us. Yeah. It takes forever. And then it's like you open up the GT book, and it's like, okay, um, this objective goes here, and it's uh, 12 inches <laughs> from this side. And, and wait, wait, how, what would you say? It, it's, you just jumble up things. It takes a lot of time to set up a game mm-hmm. with TTS on the FTC map. You just click a few buttons and you're good to go, baby. You're done. You're 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 about to throw down. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And and we feel that like all the time. Whenever we put up a new map, right, or that we have to play. You know, when you go to an event, the maps are already set up. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. When you're playing IRL and you have to set up everything yourself, a lot of stuff can get lost in the sauce. Like you, all of a sudden, like you know, you're kind of you're kind of lost outside of the immersion if you're setting up the game for yourselves, um, because you know you're like. Does this goes here? This goes here. This goes here. Okay, now I can talk. Now I can think about my secondaries. Wait a minute. This, is this terrain obscuring? Is this is this dense? What's going on here? You have all these questions, right? And then like even when TT, I know that we're blowing through these topics, but like like I said, I'm, I'm very excited about this. There's so much to talk. Well, about. I mean, the, the the funny thing, I mean, maybe this is just the boomer side of me. I I like setting up the table. I no, really do. Yeah, no, no, I love fun. I love putting down the terrain. even if I'm not the one playing uh, playing, I love. Put down the terrain. Oh yeah, no, yeah. no, I I do too. Jumpy, do you want? But to you know, Demicky, you are in. You're talking from the perspective of a casual player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I love players like you. Yeah, I love getting together and playing games with you guys. Mm-hmm. However, for like the meta, like if I'm trying to figure out, like what how strong. I'm gonna play around Drakari spam. Right. You know, I need to set up these games fast. I need mm-hmm. to roll my dice fast. And I need to play my models, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. what TTS is about. It's it. There's and I'm going double doubling back on the topic. Yeah. <laughs> they're very different experiences. IRL T, um, Warhammer oh, is so very different, different than so different. your TTS games. Mm-hmm. However, the core experience of the game that's there. Yeah, uh, uh, that's on the TTS side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yep. uh, John P. Yeah. There's nothing experience. wrong with that. Uh, and, Love I, casual. and I think one of the cool things too with TTS is that if you're in an event or something, um, there's predictability because you know how the map and the terrain's gonna be laid out. You can go into the game, practice deployment, see how you need to play that map. What you can already plan out what secondaries you're gonna be taking because you know how the terrain and everything's gonna be set up. Um, and you're talking yeah. about TTS, right? Yeah, yeah. for TTS, um, like all that stuff, you're gonna know already because you can just um, because you they lay out the missions for you. They tell you what terrain setup you should be using. Um, you just load it all up. It, it's it's predictable. It's it's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like you can definitely plan out your deployment, which is huge. Yeah, you can yeah. game plan everything ahead of time, which uh, I absolutely love. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh. When you do that in real life, you don't know like what the table is going to be like. You don't mm-hmm. know how what terrain we're going to be using. If it's going to be obscuring, what features is going to have. Um, yeah, you just show up you and just, then you just you hope the, for the best. Yeah, yeah, you show up, you set up the table, and you're like, oh, okay. Cool. You may, you might know what mission and what your deployment line is, but yeah, there, as far as the terrain goes, you don't know anything. Yeah. So you can kind of plan, but you can't really plan really as plan. much as you would like yeah. to, yeah. which is very unfortunate. You know, one thing I, I really experienced in my IRL games uh, versus mm-hmm. TTS, um, I found myself having to do a lot of uh, the give and take. Yeah, I know if you guys know oh, about yeah. this, but there's yeah. kind of like this unspoken bro code when you're mm-hmm. playing IRL TTS where it's like, I give, you take, you take, you give. It's like yeah. a game of give and take where some things might be a little bit too close or maybe a little too far or maybe you move that a little too, you know, too much. 
it's okay because on your next one, if I do something, then you know I'm going to give it to you. Yeah, and yeah. so it's a gentleman's it's very game, right? Impre- yeah. It can get very imprecise in those in those type of things, such as charge ranges, mm-hmm. uh, line of sight, things like that. In TTS, it's less of that, you know. Oh yeah, because it's all, it's all exactly. down to the yeah, it's all down to the inch. It's like you, you can. Um, when you are using the ruler, it's very, very easy to see what's going on. And in fact, you can see where the other person is, right? Like like what they can move. Mm-hmm. You can actually see what they're doing and understand, hey, that guy's moving a little bit too far. You know, like you, you can definitely see that on TTS. And I think that another big thing that TTS provides that a lot of events should be looking at is the way that sets up terrain. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as we all know, terrain in ninth edition is so important. Right. And you go and you're going to these events that are coming out now. And these events, they have to be able to understand that this terrain means a lot. It's no longer magic boxes like in eighth edition where you just put up a piece of, you know, you put up a ruin. It's like, all right, bottom floor, no ruins. It it actually has to be window. Like it has to be windowless. It has to be boarded up. Right. I'll let Aladaris speak on terrain. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it, Ali. Yeah, sure. So terrain is a really key consideration when we decide to put maps into our map pool. Now, most of our terrain is also WTC legal, and that also means that we're doing it in a more structured way where we actually pre-plan out terrain pieces, and we use a set amount on each map, Mm -hmm. and we know where the objectives are located, and we try to make sure line of sight is blocked for certain areas, so if you have your obscure terrain to hide things, there's also open lanes onto certain objectives, so you can't just sit in the middle and no one can interact with you. So we try to strike a balance and make sure that every army has something to play for. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. And that that that's what I'm saying with like, you know, these events is that they don't they if they're not in the TTS um community, right? They're opening up these events and now they're just getting blindsided by, oh man, we were not prepared with our terrain yet. You know what I mean? Like area terrain. If there's if there's a bottom part of your terrain, if if some if it's too big, someone just toes in on it. They have a plus one to their save all of a sudden, and that could be like a huge problem. Or it's like, okay, now if I can't toe in on this, but the area of terrain is too large, then all of a sudden your 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 units are too far back, and then it's like the obscure terrain might as well not even be there at that point, right? Um, so it's it's like it, it when it comes to terrain on TTS, it's very interesting to look at how terrain is set up on TTS because. The, these places have or these maps have like three-story windowless terrain like it's not hard to come by what whereas when it comes to irl it's kind of hard to come by a three-story windowless terrain like you do not see that very often at these events we don't even have one here yeah we don't even have one how, how do you make it is Put up plywood. Yeah, get it. Get, you know, <laughs> construction get a paper. Yeah. You take black construction paper. Yeah, and, and you put, put it on every there. single window. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Uh, just okay. paint some squares. Yeah, just paint some squares. It's fine. Get some get some popsicle sticks. Put it on the board. Duct tape. Yeah, duct tape. Boom. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Um, uh, so, what do you guys think is like the biggest difference between TTS and IRL? Because I know that there's a lot of people out there that don't want to look into tabletop simulator at all, which I think is a little bit arrogant just because i have i have stuff to speak on with yeah, this go yeah go for it go for it man <laughs> but i'm gonna let ali uh, aladaris you know speak a bit on the differences there yeah so i think the biggest difference that comes to anyone's mind is cost mm-hmm. uh fielding any proper 40k army in real life is going to run you upwards of 700 for the cheapest army yeah and Tabletop Simulator is 20 bucks, And then you get access to every single army, every single model. Mm-hmm. So technically, you get access to tens of thousands of dollars worth yeah. of content. And this cost enables players to do a lot of different things. Now, gameplay-wise, I would say the main difference is perspective. Mm-hmm. Whereas in real life, you're walking around a table. There is a little bit in, of inaccuracy. You don't have all the time to measure. Uh, moving models is going to take a little bit of extra time. Mm-hmm. Whereas in TTS, you have a top-down view of the entire map. It's much easier for your people to strategize and actually pre-plan out movements. So you're not under as much time pressure. Yep. And you can really see the board for what it is. So in terms of the biggest difference is cost, but gameplay, it's really just all about perspective and how, the way you look at the board. Mm-hmm. Now, now, you're talking to somebody um, who's played 
a crap ton of TTS Warhammer 40k and then transitioned over to the physical game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I play with these guys from Brohammer and, you know, these guys know the game. Yeah. And so, I, you know, here I come, you know, dee, 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 dee. hi, guys. I just want to <laughs> play some games. And then I'm, I'm actually competing with these guys. And yeah. they're like, who the heck yeah. are you? You know, how come I haven't heard of you? Like, it, it's very interesting, mm-hmm. although I, I can't beat Siegler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, the thing is, is that, um, like, obviously, IRL versus TTS, IRL is always going to feel better, mm-hmm. you know, because you're actually, you know, talking to people in, inside of a room, you're rolling physical dice. It's more of a physical game. It's like the heart and soul of what 40K is. Mm-hmm. And we're not saying that TTS is a complete uh, replacement for mm-hmm. 40K, but it's a tool yeah. that you should be utilizing in order to make your list more competitive in order to understand what the meta is, in order mm-hmm. to understand what is actually the strongest and not just being like, yeah, Mortarian's broken, he can't be beaten. All right, <laughs> yeah. next well, game. Like, you know what I mean? Well, so I have a yeah. question off of this question, mm-hmm. and I think it is kind of interesting. Do you think TTS teaches bad habits for in life, in real life? Um, Like player interaction yeah, and yeah, whatnot. Yeah. You know what? I'll, 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 I'll start off with this question, and then uh, you guys can do it as well. Yeah. Um, oh, I got some bad habits. Yeah. I, I think that TTS can definitely develop some bad habits. Um, when you are playing a game online, you're obviously playing against somebody through an anonymous username, mm-hmm. right? People don't know who you are. Like when you're playing 40K in person you and you see like, you see me, strong man, <laughs> so large, very, very powerful. You're so intimidating. I'm so intimidating. Um, when you go up against that, like you can't really talk smack, you know, you can't really be a jerk yeah. when it comes to TTS um, because, you know, you have that interaction. You're you're in that physical space with them, right? Um, you can't, like, y- y- you know what I mean? And I think that that's, like, a bad habit that you can definitely develop when you're playing TTS and you're playing in an anonymous, you know, as an anonymous user, just being like, yeah, you suck or whatever. Uh, here, let me move your models. Oh, my God, you're taking so slow, blah, blah, blah. That, that would not fly IRL, mm-hmm. right? Um, what about you guys? Well, okay, so I, I mentioned this one. I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you share any of you that you have, Aladaris. But for me, it was. Um, it was definitely getting used to that dice roller. Yeah. That dice roller is like. I, it. It's a game changer in the sense of, you know, it speeds up the game so quickly, mm. and so when I have like you know my death shroud and they go in for a charge and we got the. Biogolus Putrefire back there. I'm like, okay, I just need to roll like 40 dice. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, okay. And I'm just baby carrying the, the dice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so it's like, you tend to be slower. Oh, yeah, yeah. In IRL. You will develop habits that make you a bit slower when it comes to playing IRL. Mm-hmm. Also, you might get used to the metas because um, it, it gets very competitive here in, in TTS Warhammer 40k. Um, and you'll get blindsided. Sometimes you might get blindsided by something, you know, that you haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have, like, I've been blindsided by some, uh, Mephiston blood angels. Stuff. Oh, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> um, but, uh, do you have any elders? I- yeah. So I think, uh, that, that really rings true on both ends. So the first end for dice, uh, one of my favorite armies back near the end of ninth and especially, Right when the second the Space Marines Codex came out for Marines so for Eighth Edition Marines, the second Codex, I loved to run Raven Guards and Tyrians, mm-hmm. and that would mean rolling about four hundred and fifty dice every single shooting. Phase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good luck doing that IRL. Yeah, no. yeah. So uh, completely impossible. Yeah. So the the practicality of rolling dice and playing armies like horde armies, it's just very difficult to do in a real life setting. Mm compared to online. So oh, yeah. that, that is something I've definitely personally felt where I, I was lot. getting pissed moving pox walkers. I was like, yeah, I'm getting pissed. I'm like, yo, do you have like something to help me out here? Yeah, bro. Like, yeah. yeah. They're called moving trace. <laughs> That's your best bet, dude. It's called, it's called picking them up by the handful and being like, Hey man, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm playing a horde army. You Give need, a, you need the, the crap stick. 
Yeah, over. Yeah, like you get the, you get you move no, one up it, to where it, it's it, supposed to be, and then you just you get that little like stick, and you push the rest <laughs> up with, to where it's at. Yeah, it doesn't help you too much if you if you have like a billion infantry trying mm. to you know position them in like to get into terrain melee combat and buildings. And stuff. It's like, yeah, ugh, you know. Yeah. That, and TTS, you just you have the uh, no clipping on on a lot of the things. So just mm-hmm. the just the most um, utmost clipping, just for the basic platforms, and you just slide things. Just yeah. glide just slide. them in. Every once in a while, you place. can flick it. Every once in a while, you can flick it yeah. <laughs> to just finesse flick it, flick yeah. it yeah. in there. Yeah. <laughs> what, what about you, Jumpy? Uh, I mean, I was just gonna follow up on the topic of uh, just sliding it. I recently started playing Admech, and you know, moving around twenty man units of Skatari. Yeah, um, just, I, I did exactly what Demeki said. He, I moved my first guy and just shoved the rest up to him. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, bro, he's, yeah. He's, he's the he's the he's the sergeant. He's yeah. like brothers, brothers, follow me. Follow me. Yeah. Welcome oh. to playing a horde army, man. It is it, it is difficult. It is a new game altogether. Yeah, <laughs> I um I will say this. I have had a bad experience with tabletop, and I've and I've seen it a couple of times, hmm. and it's. Are you it's, talking about TTS? Yeah, I'm talking about TTS. Okay. Um, and it's always been players who want to take the advantage of knowledge and playing the game quickly and force their opponent to play just as quick as they are. Mm-hmm. And it, I've seen people be like, all right, these are your saves instead of like, like, wait, whoa, slow down. Like, yeah. what, what did you just do? Please explain. Like mm-hmm. you just rolled a whole bunch of dice and then you said, here's my saves. Like, wait. Hold up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you're saying that it's going too quickly and they're being too abrasive. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And I think that that comes with it being an an, an anonymous thing, right? Yeah. Like you don't, you're not actually participating with this person inside of a room, so you can be kind of rude. And you know, it's it's like a video game, mm-hmm. right? If you're playing against somebody and they're taking a long time, then like, you know, you can kind of poop all over them. You know, like if uh, if you're playing StarCraft to get somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so this is and then so this is why like this is where we step in, right? Mm-hmm. As TTS Warhammer 40k community. It's yeah. like yeah. yeah, everybody's anonymous and everybody but I promise you, if you're a douchebag in this server for long enough, oh, either you're gonna out. get the kick yeah. or you're gonna get nobody's gonna wanna play with you. Yeah. And I've seen it. I've seen people like, nope, 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 yeah. don't play with dude, you. It's the same thing that happens IRL too. Yeah. At, at, like at a game shop. Exactly. Somebody, I had that situation, yeah. Demeki. I had that one where I was playing against, and he was like, he was like, oh, you can't use that rule because, you know, technically we're playing in the chapter approved. Eight. <laughs> I got I, I so pissed <laughs> off with this guy. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, you know what, man? Congratulations. Let me just write a piece of paper saying you win and have fun. Yeah. Have a good day. Yeah. <laughs> have a good day. We're done good day, here. Good day, sir. Yeah. Good day. But, but then, like, it kind of sucks because if you're playing it IRL, right? Yeah. You made the travel to go out there to that store. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Spent, you had to schedule the time for it. You had to travel to the store. You had to drive mm-hmm. to it. You had to pack your models. You had to pack your models. Maybe some of them broke, yeah. right? And then you end up there, and then you play against some random, and then they're kind of like a jerk. And yeah. you're like, oh. Wow. I, I prepared an hour for this, and I have to spend three hours with this guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas with TTS, you know, if somebody's being a jerk, you'd be like, all right, I'm done. I'm pop it off. Yeah, yeah, popping right. off. Go ahead, you win. Scoop. I'm going to go to the next game. You know, you can you yeah, can like, actually say yeah. GG next in, in uh, TTS. Actually, Aladaris deals with a lot of these. Uh, <laughs> can you offer yeah. us the insight? Yeah, so we do have, we do keep track of bad sportsmanship reports, so... Mm-hmm. Anyone that has a bad experience, we actually do keep track of an uh, internal list, and you get enough check marks on the list, and you're out. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you guys think that uh, a TTS community leads to more tabletop players? Because I know uh, what Ali, right? You were saying that you were playing TTS before you even got into the tabletop scene, right? Yeah, exactly. So I started playing about three years ago. I had no experience with any form of Warhammer or even GW products, and like, hey. I'm looking for an online game, and this just happened to fit. So let me check out some of the rule books, read through them, plan yeah. out what I want to do, and do play a couple games online. And yeah. that's exactly what I did. Uh, ended up getting really into it and started to collect. Yeah, yeah, and like that actually goes in with uh, with me when um, on the Carp Crew Discord server that I have. Uh, we started playing like uh, Tabletop Simulator, and there's so many people that joined 
40K and started playing it IRL because they started off with TTS, right? Uh, because, you know, we had like a community like you guys, you know, you guys build this community and people feel safe there, right? People are playing with people that they know, people that they talk with all the time. And they're able to play this game and find out together how they can play, how uh, what models that they can get. And it kind of like helps them understand what they need to buy if they want to go to these events or not even just an event, just to play in general. Like, you know, you can buy, you, you know, instead of just buying a Carnifex and being like, painting it up and then putting yeah. it on the table and being like, oh, this thing is garbage. I'm never going to bring it ever again. You know what I mean? Well, you can do it with you TTS. You know, I, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt oh, you. Yeah. No, go ahead. But this is, this is my, my, uh, it's been a, 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 a hell of a long time mm-hmm. for me personally. It's been, this community was created about six years ago. I was there. Um, I was, you know, the one that created it. Yeah. And, I have a very um, personal experience with hobby store gaming. Mm-hmm. Hobby store gaming really helped me um, get me back on track track with my life and get me on the right path. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love hobby stores and I love the people that go to them and the people that run them. And so that's what we were, that's the core of what our community is about. It's about welcoming people, giving them a safe and, and comfortable place to play their games. Mm-hmm. We're not about creating the models per se. We're not about that. That's that's the community. Yeah. We're about providing a positive environment for people to enjoy their games and every once in a while stimulate them. Mm-hmm. And if we could come out of that with just adding a little bit more, then that was it. That was the goal. That's yeah. what we wanted. Yeah. You know, be a positive, a positive force in the hobby. That is the primary goal of TTS Warhammer 40K. Yeah, definitely. Do you guys, do you guys think that, because uh, you, you guys are in the know when it comes to 40K TTS, and we've had this entire year of COVID where people weren't able to play, but we've also had a huge influx, influx of new players coming in. So do you guys, like, what, what do you, what, what's your guys' stance on that? Do you guys think that the, top, the new top players are going to be coming from TTS? I think well, so. From a competitive standpoint, I think top players are going to use this as a practice tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think success in tabletop directly translates to success in real life because, oh, as no, not we mentioned before, shot. yeah, there's there's differences in timing, there's differences mm-hmm. in meta, mm-hmm. uh, there's differences in what models you have available and what lists that other people are able to bring. Yeah, and you need to be able to really look at a real board, move around it, and make movements. Mm-hmm. But these are all things you can practice online. Yeah. So I think players that see success in real life will be able to see success in tabletop and use that to further enhance their skills of over the actual board. And players in tabletop that are looking to go into real life have a good starting point to start their collection if they don't already have one. Mm-hmm. Or they'll have the knowledge to on what army they want to build. And then they'll be able to create targeted lists and yeah. be able to succeed with that particular yeah, art. Yeah, definitely. Like in my saying- personal experience, um, playing TTS really helped me um, get a foundation of how games are t- going to be won. So my decision-making and um, assess- assessing what kind of threats are on the board had improved. So when I started playing um, IRL, I had that basic understanding, and so I immediately had success with it. Um, and these guys here in Brohammer, like, you know, they're, they're always calling me over to play because like, they think that I'm uh good enough competition, but, um, you know, I, I, I think that, um, if you are looking to improve your skills as a player on the IRL side of things, playing over TTS is not going to hurt you. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's only, an, it's only a benefit. Right? I, I see it as the same way as like what we used to do in, in Magic the Gathering. Like you get an MTGO account, you buy, build the deck that you're going to play at a tournament. Uh, hopefully some of your friends already have a lot of cards. They build other decks like the top eight, play against each other, and then you can see how your deck stacks against everyone else. And it's yeah. kind of like TTS is a good tool for that. Yeah, 
Definitely. Do you have to buy cards on MTGO? Yeah, you do. <laughs> okay. But, I mean, that that's what made that community more interesting, too, because there were two very different metas, right? Mm. Because, like, buying, you would hope that buying a digital card would be cheaper than buying a physical card. No. It's not. Sometimes it is if you're buying yeah, a single. Yeah, yeah. I've seen I've seen Magic the Gathering Arena. I I, I know the yeah, price yeah. gouging that's happening over there. Well, th this is even before Arena. This yeah, is yeah. MTGO. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's it's not, but um, it kind of is if you buy singles. Mm -hmm. If you, mm -hmm. if you buy singles from like resellers and whatnot. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean like, but TTS is the same type of tool. Like you go in there as a pro, uh, trying to test out your meta against the current meta and see how it stacks. Exactly, exactly. And Ali, you've been saying that you've been playing against uh, Brohammer, right? On TTS? Uh, that's Malice. Yes. Oh, Malice. I'm so it's sorry. Out. I'm so sorry. Malice, you've been playing Look against... Smith. Uh, yeah, you've been, been playing, playing... You've been playing against the people at Brohammer on TTS, right, Malice? Not on TTS, IRL. Oh, IRL, so IRL. Okay, yeah. okay. Because I know that uh, people like Scary. Scary plays on TTS a lot. Um, plays mm -hmm. his Jakari and stuff a lot. Uh, there, there are there are a lot of pro players that still play on TTS as a way. I mean, like Art of War has a different way to play because they all live in like the same house, so they they don't have to open up TTS. <laughs> yeah. They can just go downstairs into their basement and be like, "All right, guys, let's play." All right, yeah. <laughs> who wants to play me this morning? Yeah, yeah. I got your Kari. Who's going? Yeah. Who's going? <laughs> What's up? What's up? Um, but like for people that are away from other people, right? That don't have that type of luxury. TTS is a great way to learn. Uh, how the meta is shaping up, even though the meta for TTS and IRL 40k is completely different. Um, uh, do, do you guys see some type of alignment going on with uh, what's popping off on the TTS 40k comparatively to IRL? I definitely think there's a convergence where what's popular on one side is going to slowly become popular on the other side. Mm -hmm. uh, so we've had sisters rules for maybe officially like a week unofficially yeah. for longer and people have been playing with it on tts yeah for like the past half a month and same for admec people have been playing with admec online for over a month now so there's definitely a head start that online players have yes you're gonna see that in your locals you're gonna see a lot oh, yeah. of what we are playing now kind of transition over to the local scene yeah yeah so at the on the high end competitive level you will see a little bit of homogenization especially online where the lists sometimes get out and people are doing a lot of discussion within like the, the competitive uh, forums within the discord channel so mm -hmm. ideas get out they get tested by a lot of different individuals but that being said once you actually reach real life some the lists often aren't as powerful so yeah because they don't own, they don't own like all the armies and stuff or they don't ha own all the units and stuff that that's needed to be the, be the yeah, real so there's a, Yes, exactly. So there's a little bit of over-preparation, but at the mm -hmm. same time, because you have access to all the models, you don't necessarily need to go competitive. So I would say even in our server, uh, in when I look through the Looking for Game channel, maybe only around 40% are actually looking for high-end competitive games where you're expected to bring a meta list, like maybe Drukhari, Admech, Sisters, that sort of stuff. And a lot of there's a lot of casual players that are going to be playing their fluff lists just based off of what they like. So yeah. TTS is great for not just competitive players, but if you're casual, you don't know what you're looking into, you haven't started a collection yet, uh, feel free to get started. There's just so many options available. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Yeah, there, there's a very interesting kind of interaction that I've noticed, though. Um, because, I mean, if it's not obvious, I'm based on the East Coast. I'm on Florida mm. uh, or in Florida. And, um, you know, those... those some of the top name of the players like John Lennon and Richard Siegler and, you know, a lot of the successful meta player games, they're, they're over here. And so I try, you know, I try to talk to these guys about, you know, maybe taking a look at TTS and it's like, I don't know, it's maybe like an unspoken thing or, you know, there just seems to be a lack of interest there. Mm. And, you know, I just thought that was a little bit interesting. Um, you know, and, I have to say it's a little bit frustrating because, you know, I've been trying to push for like the best and everything, like the, the best welcoming community, the biggest welcoming community, the most competitive community. Like I've been kind of aiming for those things. However, um, it, it just hasn't lined up. Um, we haven't really seen any of those guys. And, and that, that is a little bit frustrating. Mm -hmm. Mm 
But I did have to let that go. I had to let go of that mentality of like, we got to be the biggest and the bestest in the meta because ultimately that's, you know, if that happens and we have the, the bestest players, you know, playing around, that's great and all, but really we're more interested in being more welcome and yeah, more and open for everyone. And if you exactly. focus on the meta too much, your community is going to be inclusive. Yeah, yeah, because now all of a sudden you're dealing with only people that are in a specific niche. You're not dealing with people that are interested in the game. And when you're dealing with people that are interested in the game and you're dealing with people that are, and you're being inclusive to all walks of life when it comes to 40K, that's the magic of the hobby, you know? Yeah. That, that's what makes the say, hobby tick. Yeah, sorry to interrupt, but I would say we, while we might not necessarily have a lot of, I would say, influencers or personalities online, mm -hmm. Uh, there are a lot of very competitive and top end ITC players that do join the server. Yeah. So they just they might not make content of their own because if you're making content and you're running your own Discord channel, you have your own circle to play mm -hmm. your games with. You might not necessarily need a service or a platform like ours. So it's just maybe a little bit conflict of interest. So that's why they aren't able to commit the time to join us. Yeah. But that being said, a lot of the people that are, are high end looking to play competitive games, we do have a lot of those that regularly join alpha and do extremely well yeah for sure yeah uh i guess we have all this meta talk do you guys feel like the tts meta kind of leads the IRL meta or other or the other way around i think there's possible i think there is a great potential that our meta could lead the irl i have a lot of good you know points as to why that would be but i mean i think it's all pretty obvious we're playing more games we're playing all over the world you know yeah. If someone were to seriously look at becoming like a really top player or like a really successful competitive player, I think they be I think they should look into the TTS Warhammer 40K community. Oh yeah, definitely. Just off of literally what you just said right now where you're playing with people across the world, not just off of your local LGS and that's it, you know. I know that there's people out there that only go to like RTTs in their local area. I know people that only go to GTs and go to the big events in their own local area and that like e even if you're playing one game a week, that's it's not sufficient enough when you are trying to become like a top dog player, you know. You're trying to get the top 8 win at a major or anything, you know. Um but when you're playing against like all these different people from different regions, that's amazing. That that's such a good People in League of Legends literally fly out to Korea to play against the Korean teams in order to get better. In TTS, you literally have that option right here in front of you where you can play against some of the top players in the community or uh, across all regions with different play styles and understand why they play a certain way and why armies play a certain or why those people play that army in a certain way. You know what I mean? Yeah, the more time that progresses as well, the more people that come in and flood our community, the more competitive it gets. So, Aladaris, I know you got some things you want to talk about this. I know. Yeah, so I think we've had a lot of pioneering lists come out of TTS that became popular in the meta maybe two, three months afterwards. So I think one example I gave is Centurions. Centurions were kind of, I think, overlooked when Space Marines first came out. And for the first couple of months, everyone was playing Iron Hands. And mm -hmm. then right after Iron Hands got hit, well, there was another list that was doing just as well that no one was playing. And then some of these Centurions were completely gone from yeah. shelves. Yeah. Right. So there's a lot of different examples of this with like people were doing a lot of good Yunari play in 8th. Mm -hmm. And right now people have started doing a lot of Drukhari and Sisters and Admech before we have even really seen these at any official events. Oh, yeah. I really can't stress enough how annoying it is to do shopping for a competitive list. Oh, it's oh, so bad. Yeah. Everything Dude, is so bad. out of stock. All the time. <laughs> if Months. You, if you're not on top of it, like you're not going to get it. Like you better have known that attack bikes were going to be a thing like two months ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe if you were playing TTS, you could have. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> and have I, it, but you want to buy it. Yeah, man. yeah. And no. <laughs> you know what kind of sucks also is that uh, when, when you are playing IRL and you don't have the models on hand, you, that, that's already one problem. But then the next problem is hobby leg. When you actually get the models in, and then you have to hobby lag it in order to paint it up. And then even then, like, you know, 
it's it, it, it's hard to get there on time when it comes to these events, right? It, it's just it's very difficult. But definitely in TTS, if you're on top of it, it's a lot easier to understand what's going on. I currently have a utility shelf, and it is full of Blood Angels, Tau, and some Death Guard boxes yeah. that I haven't even opened yeah. yet. I remember when it's Morty there for years. Did I remember when Morty first came out and everybody was like, "What can what can kill Morty? What's what's going on?" Blah 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 blah. And then uh, this uh, this guy that plays on like uh, on uh, TTS a lot, uh, he just came up to me and was like, "Bro, kill tanks," and like he was just running like the triple kill tank like orcs list, and I was like, "Oh, geez, like that that's that's insane how strong that is and how good that can actually be." And you wouldn't be able to know that unless you. One owned kill tanks at the time, which probably you didn't own like three kill tanks, and then uh, on top of that, you had to uh, you had to have them already painted and in stock and everything like that. So it's it can be difficult. It can be kind of difficult. Uh, I, need- I am starting to I'm starting to to think that my children are going to inherit my uh, pile of shame. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you think that your child is gonna? I, I, your I, I hope not. Uh, I mean, I did, the the one that's already here and the one that's hopefully on uh, like on the way. Like, uh, yeah, I hope they they don't inherit a pile of sham. I hope they inherit all fully painted <laughs> models and armies, and I hope they enjoy the game, uh, or they just sell it and yeah, do and what they, they want with it. it. Thank you, congrats to Mackie. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Yeah, right on, brother. It. It's it's me and his child. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We I was gonna end off the podcast, but John P's in the bathroom, so I can't, I can't I can't end it off. So now we just have to sit here awkwardly while No, no, it's fine. Um the one thing so it, it what what would be one thing about TTS that you would change for the better? Uh that maybe you don't like maybe you get it in IRL but you don't get it in TTS. Like what would be the one thing that you would change about TTS? Well, I mean, you know, I'll let Aladara speak here in a stop. But look, I mean, they're they're different experiences. You know, yeah. if I want to mm-hmm. go and I want to go hang out with friends and, you know, just, you know, have a knock back a beer with, with some dudes, I'm going to go and play that IRL because yeah. that's that's the core of Warhammer 40K. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just knocking back beers. Can you imagine playing TTS, knocking back beers by yourself inside of, <laughs> inside of, your, inside of your game room? That's kind of depressing. That's depressing. Well, I'm, but if I'm I mean, dropping it, for a, G, a GT. You best believe I'm going to be playing on TTS. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I think if you, if you're playing TTS with the boys, like if you're in Discord with the with the boys or gals, uh, and you're kicking back beers, I think it's fine. Still kind of depressing. Just kicking back beers <laughs> I mean, by you yourself. You can still do that, but <laughs> yeah, I, no. I don't know. I mean, but you're not by yourself. You're you you you're with the homies. Yeah, you with the boys or gals and gals. You're with the boys I just feel like, with the party people. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, completely agree on that point. Mm-hmm. Um, as Matt mentioned before, it's all about the lack of anonymity when you're together. You actually know the person, you're able to kind of converse. And yeah, well, I do have people I play with regularly on TCS. I've known a guy from Greece that I play competitively with every yeah. couple of weeks, and we've been together, playing together for months now. That's but, cute. But like, it's not the same when you're doing it in person. Mm. Yeah. definitely it, yeah all right but I, I i can definitely say though with you know everything that we do in our community um we really do try our best to bring people in and and not only just bring them in but keep them in you know keep them into the hobby keep them supporting get get up and go pick up some models for yourself if you can um <laughs> sorry um and, and and support the hobby that's that's what we're about i remember i was running a stream um, for like a few months there where I was just picking up random people that wanted to learn how to play. And I just did I learning that. streams yeah. and yeah, just everybody could just, 40K. yeah, we're, we're bringing that back again, by the way. Oh, heck we're yeah. Be doing That's those awesome. learning streams again. <laughs> All right. That is going to be the end of this podcast. Thank you guys for checking out this episode of chapter tactics, episode number 207. thank you guys for coming by uh we are uh the people over at dice check youtube.com forward slash dice check if you guys like listening to this podcast you guys can catch it every single tuesday starting at 6 p.m pacific standard time and how about malice and ally go ahead and plug yourselves where can they find you and your handsome faces 
Well, I mean, you guys could find us on the uh, Discord server as well. Uh, for you guys who aren't accessing the chat right now, you guys could check us out on the subreddit, TTS uh, Warhammer 40K. Um, that's r slash TTS Warhammer 40K. Or you can uh, check us out on YouTube, YouTube slash TTS Warhammer 40K. There's links everywhere that link back to the Discord. Like, we all, we, it just, it all comes back. So, um, yeah. And shout out to the guys on the FTC for managing the the community map and letting that template um be out there and absolutely not getting any compensation for it and also shout out to sig for maintaining the battle forge for us and shout out to you guys too um really really appreciate you guys letting us on the show yeah talk about uh hey listen listen all right you guys are just as beautiful as us okay if not more if not can i send you bath water uh, you can send uh, if you send me bath water, I will drink it. Um, I don't know about these two. I'll drink it. Yeah, I'll, I'll try anything once. Uh, uh, I'll partake. Yeah, you'll partake. Yeah, we, I'll can, partake. we can hit it as a shot. Yeah, yeah. all three of us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's it for this episode. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Uh, next episode, we're going to be going over codexes that we're excited for and what we think would break the game or change up the meta. Uh, so how about you guys leave a comment down below this YouTube video and let us know what you uh, what you think for that episode. Let us know uh, what, what, what you guys think or what you what codex you guys think is going to be broken um, and uh, any opinions that you have about that. So then we can read them off at the end of the next episode. But that is it for today. Uh, if you guys want to support Chapter Tactics, you guys can support it at patreon.com forward slash chapter tactics. Um, and you can also press the like, press the, uh, press the subscribe button, leave a comment, helps out with all the algorithm goodies out there for the YouTubes and yeah, have a good day, everybody. Peace out. Love you. Bye-bye. Okay. We love you. Bye-bye. See you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.